Welcome in, FCS Nation. It's the friendly voice and co-host of the show, Stone Labanowitz, part two, honorary captain of the week. Earlier in the show, I had a chance to sit down with star defensive tackle of the North Dakota State Bison, Eli Mostart. Somebody who knows Eli oh so well, works for Northwestern Mutual, managing partner of the Fargo, North Dakota branch. Derek Dinger's joining me. Thanks so much for giving the show some time. Uh, thank you, Stone. Um, you know, this uh, partnership that we have with uh, FCS Nation and the ability to talk about FCS football and continue to follow it is awesome. So thank you. Yeah, speaking of FCS football, so we were talking before we were recording the show and you dropped one of the coldest analogies that I've heard in regards to the subdivision. You compared FCS football to the Army, the Navy. I mean, take me through that analogy one more time because I have some questions off of it, but I thought it was so accurate. And we're going to get to what FCS football means and why a lot of us just like it a little bit more than the FBS. But give me that analogy. I got some questions. You bet. So when I look at it, you know, FCS football, I, I compared it to the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force. Uh, and between each one of those branches, there's probably bickering because everyone's very proud of what they do and who they represent. But if anybody ever messed with America, they're going to come together and they're going to fight to have America's back. And I look at FCS football the same way. Um, you know, when I first moved to Fargo, Chris Schenko, the managing partner in Sioux Falls, was, was stacking a lot of stuff on me. Um, you know, about being a Bison fan and becoming a Bison fan. And uh, I've embraced it fully. I've loved every second of it. But, um, you know, so we like bickering. But at the end of the day, when uh, FCS Nation or anybody in the FCS talks about FCS football, I think we all band together and just uh, love the product and are so proud of our local teams and who we represent, you know, that you just want to see you always want to see the FCS win and beat up the FBS whenever they have those opportunities. It makes a lot of sense, the analogy, because of course you're bickering, you have your rivals, you want to beat every single team on your schedule, but at the end of the day, we're all fighting the same fight. We don't think the subdivision is covered as much as it should be. I think that's something that we all know going into this and just collaborations and partnerships like the one we have going on right now between FCS Nation, Northwestern Mutual, and of course, Alex's Lemonade Sandwich, I've told our audience so much about already. Derek, for you, what's this mean for student athletes in their communities and fan bases, what we're trying to accomplish? You know, I, my hope with it is that um, it's just going to shine light on one, a great cause, um, but really just start banding people together, you know, and, and take pride in, you know, NDSU has so much pride and hopefully what we can do is switch that lens a little bit and give them pride in Alex's lemonade stand and supporting it just to fight, uh, you know, the battle against pediatric cancer and pediatric cancer research. Or as, you know, getting this thing kicked off, I talked to Eli and now I'm sitting here and chatting with you. It's only right we start in Fargo, North Dakota. You guys are the standard. You've been the standard for such a long time. And let's get into some football. Obviously, the Bison off to a 3-0 start. You've been a fan now for five years. Now, uh, kind of one of those weird spots for you where you started in South Dakota and now you're making your way up to North Dakota. So got to try to keep that on the down low, even though I'm kind of announcing it on, on national nationally syndicated <laughs> radio. But hey, I, I mean, I'll try to keep it in wraps for as long as I can. But this Bison team's off to a really good start. Second-rated offense, third-rated defense. Does this have a little different feel than it did last year for you guys? I think it definitely does. And I, um, you don't have to keep it on the down low. I'm, you know, being up here, the first person I knew when I moved <laughs> up here was Tyler Roll. Um, Matt Entz was the defense coordinator at the time. Him and his wife, Brenda, really took us in. Um, you know, so they've always had our back. So I'm, I, you know, I bleed Bison green at this point in time. So you don't have to keep that on the down low. But I do love, um, you know, the fact that the Bison, you know, probably for the first time in a long time, are a little bit of the underdog and they're being overlooked. Um, so it's just, you know, we'll put that little bit of a chip on our shoulder and, and carry that into the season and, uh, I think they've responded pretty well with the way this team has came together. Um, one thing, you know, I don't know, <clears throat> I love Eli and he's been, he's done a great job on defense and leading, but, uh, 
I think when I watch these games, um, Jake Kava's leadership and watching him sit and coach, he got hurt last year. So just, you know, turning into a coach on the sideline and just helping him lead people is one of the best leaders I've, I've witnessed. And I pay a lot of attention to those things on the sideline. I know Kevin Marshall and myself most definitely agree. Derek, you just mentioned the word underdog. When I was talking to Eli, he had mentioned how they feel a little slept on. And I think when you go through FCS Nation and you look at some of the rankings, some of the polls, now I know that's not where everybody's time and money should be invested. You don't have to pay attention to it. But I do have this feeling, and I was surprised to hear Eli bring it up, the fact that they felt like they were slept on. I thought they were staying quiet. Entz was telling them to keep their heads down. And, hey, we're kind of in a blind spot right now. But Eli said it publicly, and that surprised me. Do you actually think this team feels like a bunch of underdogs and they're kind of being slept on? Because I do. I don't know if they think that. I mean, I don't want to speak for them. You know, I think uh, what what makes Matt great is, you know, they focus on, you know, one day at a time and every single day moving forward and continually getting better. Um, So I don't think he lets them look too far ahead but I do think uh, you know with so, the day of social media um, days of social media and the way this uh, some of these things are covered you know I think they all hear it and uh, you know I like I said I don't want to speak for them but if I'm in their situation I put a little bit of a bigger chip on my shoulder and say you know, we, we probably deserve a little bit more respect than this and you know we're going to show up and use that as extra motivation as we go out there throughout the year. Yeah it seems like it's that lunch pail to work right they're bringing it. it seems like this mentality they have this year is just slightly different and not that it had to be not that they had to make any changes I think that was us in the media is saying they needed to. They haven't done anything differently, just executed a little better. They've been daunting on both sides of the ball. What stuck out to you when you're watching these games and watching tape? Is it more the offensive side of the ball on Cam Miller, or is it more guys like Eli and the rest of the studs on that defense? Which side of the ball? That's a tough question. I mean, you know, I don't. I try to not miss a game, um, and I think the I think the defense has always been there. Um, you know, when we look at it, that's kind of what Bison Nation's built off of. I think the last what two or three coaches have came from a defensive background, the head coaches. Um, I think one thing is uh, that I love watching is just the um, adjustments Tyler's made in the off season. Um, how much he's opened up the passing game. Um, how you know Cam Miller is essentially the Rodney Dangerfield of SCS football, where <laughs> you know he continues to get no respect. And uh, he deserves it. I think last week he was 18 for 19 um, and is just very, very efficient. And then for him to be able to share the spotlight with Cole Payton and when Cole comes in, that place is just electric because you just never know what's going to happen. And it's so fun to watch him run the ball and compete. Um, and I looked up before we got on the air and right now uh, 17 different receivers have caught passes for the Bison this year. So they're not having to rely on Zach Mathis or just one person um, to carry the load for them. They just can spread it out and really throw it or run it all over the place. And T.K. Marshall's been kind of a coming into this year. I was excited to see what T.K. would do. And I think right now he's sixth, sixth on the team in rushing. Yeah. So it just shows the, the amount of depth that they have within the program. You're giving me stats that I should probably know. I, I, I don't want to say that I'm embarrassed, but completing passes to 17 different receivers, that that's a, a feat only three games into the season. And Cam Miller, you're right. He was 18 and 19, a little over 200 yards, and he had two on the ground and two in the air that found pay dirt. Cam looks great. And I asked Eli, hey, what does Cam mean to this team? And he talked about, first of all, he's been balling, but the way he leads us. We're kind of inviting him in with open arms and giving him the confidence. How have you seen Cam just progress? You talked about him getting no respect. What have you seen changes in just mentally everything from Cam Miller from 2022 to now 2023? I don't know if he's changed a whole lot. I mean, I think he's, I think the, you know, Tyler's put him in positions to excel. I think he's probably just matured as a player. And I think what's happening is the team's really just rallying around, you know, each other last year when he had some people leaving the team. I'm sure that played into it, but I just, uh, I think he's just matured and has continued to do what he's always done since he's been here. 
Um, and now it's really starting to click and come together for him. And when we go through the schedule that the buys didn't have, you almost have to treat it like the Kansas City Chiefs. They're a team that's favored in every single game. Like for Matt Ants and the staff meetings that they have, they know that they're supposed to win these ball games, but it's about keeping your team focused and whatnot. So I want to go down the schedule and we'll exclude the marker game because that's a rivalry game. That one means a lot. And I, I think when it comes down to it, that game's a pick 'em, right? It's kind of pick your poison. Both of these teams have something to prove this year and they're looking to go win a national championship. So I'll exclude that one. But I'm going to go down the schedule. You tell me what game you think is scariest and why in the sense of, okay, we have a chance to kind of sleepwalk through a game like this and maybe get knocked off. So South Dakota State is homecoming. That's in the Fargo Dome. Then you go to Missouri State. Then you go to UND and take on North Dakota. Go back to the Fargo Dome, Western Illinois. Then Murray State. Southern Illinois, and Northern Iowa. Which game sticks out to you as like, okay, guys, we need to be extra focused this week? You know, to be honest with you, um, I don't know enough about Missouri State. I think anytime we go on the road, I get nervous, but I also know, um, and talking to like James Hendricks and some former players, that you know, they have the ability to focus a little bit more on the road just because they're all together. There's no outside distractions. But I would just say, like, the one I look at when you ask, when you teed up this question would probably be the last game of the season against Northern Iowa. Nice. You know, they're always usually a team that's kind of like playing. They do well enough to stay in the picture, so I feel like you're probably going to be fighting for something at that point in time. And knock on wood, hopefully, you know, the Bison have kind of rolled through their schedule and are in a good situation. So that's probably the game I would be the most nervous about when I look down the line. That's accurate. I think you nailed it. I had Northern Iowa circled, obviously off to a weird start to the season, but they schedule all these hard teams, a lot of FBS on their schedule all the time, but Theo Day, their quarterback, is a problem. So I have that game circled as well. That one, November 18th, we'll all be on the lookout. It's a 5 p.m. kick on ESPN+, Plus, but that's a month out. This month right now, Derek, is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, something that you guys take a lot of pride in. Now FCS Nation, we take a lot of pride in, and we have already in the past, but with the power of our collaboration and our partnership, it just means a little more. What does this month mean for Northwestern Mutual? I think this is a, a huge month. Um, you know, it's probably, I'm not sure how many years ago we kicked off the initiative where we became, you know, official um, partners with Alex's Lemonade Stand. But uh, even at that time, I was I was aware of the cause, but just didn't realize how there was no money being spent on pediatric cancer. And pediatric cancer research um, and really take Cruz out of the Dallas office. Um, he went through a battle with his son, Connor, um, and that really helped shine a lot of light on, um, you know, Alex's lemonade stand and just the battle in general. So, um, you know, this next month, this, uh, this coming Thursday, we actually partnered with um, seven other offices throughout the country. Um, and Tate has kind of led us led us to this point and we're hosting a top golf event. Um, at, you know, we have a sweet shots here in Fargo. So we're hosting at the sweet shots. Um, and we're just bringing people together to raise money, uh, give them a great experience. Um, we'll have a host family out there or a beneficiary family and then someone from uh, Sanford's Children, Children's Hospital to speak. Um, and we just want to keep shining light on it. Um, even locally, we have Landon's Light, which is a phenomenal organization that also raises money to help kids, you know, people that are battling, battling childhood cancer. Um, and having three kids, I, I just couldn't imagine what some of these families are going through. So if we can, you know, rally together, raise some money to be able to help pay it forward and, you know, extend that circle of good for for others that really need it i i take great pride in that it's just awesome to hear you talk about it it was cool to hear eli talk about it and chris shankle and sue falls and the rest of the northwestern mutual camp that i've come to know and build a relationship with you guys are so fluid on the topic and i think what that proves to an audience is that you guys not only do your homework but you're involved in it on a day-to-day basis it's really impressive actually and i think what we're doing is not only providing college football content fcs content for everybody week in and week out but also raising awareness for certain causes obviously we just mentioned childhood cancer awareness month there's another thing you guys do really well 
well. And I didn't really get a chance to talk to Eli about it because I wanted to give you the floor in regards to your guys' internship program. For the past 50 years, more than 52,000 college students have participated in Northwestern Mutual's internship program. 98% of them come out. They not only did that help me, but it influenced me in the rest of my career and the path that I'm about to embark on. As far as your guys' internship program, how much pride do you guys take in that? And what does it mean for your athletes, the fan bases, and how does everybody get involved? It's just awesome stuff what you guys are doing. Yeah, I, I mean, I was a product of our internship program, so I wouldn't have found this career if I didn't uh, go through our internship program. Um, you know, it's always been, you know, we've hung our head on a, a hat on it being uh, when I did it as a top 10 internship in the country, you know, by Vault Magazine. I don't know where that's at today. I probably should know that statistic. Um, but for me, it doesn't matter because it's just about giving giving kids a world-class opportunity to come in and be part of learning what the financial planning career looks like, be part of like their local communities, figuring out how to give back to them and be involved, figuring out how to network. Um, and what we've really found is that um, one of our sweet spots is really working within the football programs, you know, because they have that we first as opposed to me first mentality. They're having to balance their time. They're having to balance their schedules. They're having to communicate. Um, and we were very fortunate. James Hendricks was one of our first interns. Now he's one of our top advisors in our firm. And then as we've gone through this, you know, Matt and Tyler, you know, and Dave Braun, when he was here, they went out of their way to help us find great kids. Um, so even though not all these kids end up working with us long-term, we want to give them a great experience that helps set them up for the rest of their life. And then the ones that end up staying here, you know, we hope to build those relationships and have great, you know, great influence on what they're trying to do in their communities long term. And um, last year we had Noah Gindorf and Hunter Lipke as part of our program. Studs. Um, neither of them stayed here and went full time, but you know, they've got bigger and better things going on in their life. And hopefully, you know, that relationship will just last forever with them. Yeah, I think the stats you were looking for in 2020 Volt had you guys ranked number five within the financial services industry and also ranked you guys in the top 10 overall career development. So a little stat, you know, I had a chance to sit and, and talk to Eli Mostar, number 53. Big man scored a touchdown last weekend. And we'll get to that. But Eli interned for you guys this summer. What does Eli mean to you guys at this point and that relationship is growing? How good has Eli been? He's been unbelievable. I mean, all the way around. I mean, I, I, I still remember the first time I had the opportunity to meet Eli from a professional standpoint. You know, he just communicates very well. He's very direct. And, you know, a lot of you know, a lot of people don't know how to speak directly without overthinking it. And I think that kid knows how to do it. Um, last week, when during that game, when he had that pick and that touchdown, I was on my feet screaming, just going crazy. Um, I wasn't able I wasn't able to be at the game because I was at one of my son's baseball or my son's baseball tournament. We had our seats filled with Northwestern Mutual people. Logan Legrand, who runs our internship program, was standing up taking pictures of Eli coming off the field. So we took great, great pride in it and we're so happy for him. Like kind of as a backdrop coming into this week, it's just Eli doing Eli things. I mean, the fact that he's going to be coming on, be the first speaker on this podcast. I was having a conversation with Chris Schinkel in Sioux Falls. He's like, and when you guys announced him the national player, the defensive player of the week, yeah. I believe. He's like, wow, this is perfect timing. And I'm like, you know what? It wouldn't, wouldn't be anywhere else, uh, anywhere else with Eli. You know, he you know, had the opportunity and he not only took advantage of the opportunity, he made the pick, scored the touchdown and uh, really started creating some separation in the game last week. I asked him, I'm like, what was going through your mind when, when the ball lands in your hands and you realize you have to tuck it? And he's like, first of all, I don't remember the last time I had an interception. I don't remember the last time I had to tuck a football <laughs> since I was like six, seven, eight years old when, you know, everybody's at running back when they first start playing this sport. Eli was trans 
transparent about it. It was cool. He found the end zone and a big win over Central Arkansas. And the Bison are on to bigger and better things. They just kind of keep on chugging. It's a well-oiled machine, as is Northwestern Mutual and Alex's Lemonade Stand. And us here at FCS Nation, we pump out the content as much as we can. Derek, looking forward, I think one of the coolest things that, that we're doing, almost an initiative on our end, on our website at FCS Nation Radio. Alex's Lemonade Stand is right there in front of everybody's face. It has its very own tab. And when you click on it, it takes you to a landing page that has a list of a bunch of different schools all around the FCS that our audience, that FCS fans, that members who just want to contribute and help raise awareness and raise money for causes, they can donate to their own school. They can pledge to their own school. The goal for us and the idea was it to be really competition-based. I want to ask you how impressive that is because I think if we can really bring FCS Nation together and have fan bases and communities chiming in and I told Eli, and, and it, I, actually, I didn't tell Eli. Eli said this. He said, don't don't donate to any other school but North Dakota State. Do you like the competition that this initiative has going? I love it because I, I look back to uh, kind of the opening remarks that we talked around as far as how we all band together. Um, and I think at the end of the day, regardless who wins and loses, the big winners to the Alex's Lemonade Stand and what we're able to shine light on and be able to hopefully give them some nice big checks. Um, the beauty of it and the reason, you know, like I love Eli's competitiveness. I just know what Bison Nation does. And, you know, they're the number one fan base and uh, I would say they're probably a top 10 fan base in the entire country, FBS included. And I agree. Number one fan base, number one fan base in FCS. Um, but I know what, I know they're going to show up. I know they're going to donate. So I'm just hoping every other school rises up and wants to beat NDSU when it comes to this. And at the end of the day, like I said, Alex's Lemonade stands the big winner. And before we go, like, I just want to make sure Chris Schenkel has done an incredible job of kind of taking charge and leading us through this. Um, I think a lot of times we get a lot of these great ideas and we talk around them about what we want to do. And for him to get the amount of offices together that we've done and to be able to set us up on a platform to have success with this, um, you know, him and his team deserve a lot of credit for this. Listen, that's an understatement. I, I couldn't agree more. Chris has been phenomenal and everybody getting involved. It's been cool. You don't see many initiatives and partnerships like this in the subdivision where not only the athletes have a chance to promote, raise awareness, raise money for a good cause, but get involved in the NIL space and just pump up one of the top five internship programs in the entire country. Like all of it makes sense. And to what you had talked about for the competition-based stuff, Derek said it nicely, people. He said, <laughs> we're all going to band together and try to raise awareness what he really wants you guys to do is just donate and pledge to North Dakota State they want to win I I know that they're the most competitive fan base he talked about it Derek you hit the nail on the head a lot of gold in here a lot of nuggets for everybody again at fcsnationradio.com is where you can find the landing page to donate to pledge to get involved of course hit us up on Twitter at fcsnationradio1 hit us in the DMs if you got questions we can answer them Derek can as well I do want to ask you actually you guys have homecoming next week in the Fargo Dome against South Dakota I do need to go on record with the score prediction. What do you got? Yo, uh, Putting you on the I'm spot. Trouble go on the start. Yeah, I, I'm going to go say uh, 42-7. 42-7? And, uh, and I think South Dakota, South Dakota is going to get a touchdown late in the game when we got our third string in and they're, and they're – uh, <laughs> They got their starters in yet. And Stone, here's uh, here's one fun fact with this game is uh, Bob Nielsen, who coaches SDSU, or sorry, USD, um, was Matt Ensign's college coach. Ooh. So – it's always it always brings a little bit of fun when uh, those two teams play each other just because of the history and the relationship that they have there with each other. That's an interesting dynamic because any wrongdoing that a coach has done to me, all the yelling, all the runs, everything, this is a chance for Matt Ants to take it out on his old coach. I love this. I'm agreeing with you now. I don't even think they get the garbage time touchdown. I'm going 42-0. I love this. I like it. I like it a lot. Derek, of course, thanks so much for joining the show again. Thanks for giving the time and, and everything that we have going. Hopefully it grows bigger and bigger and bigger and better. Sounds perfect. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Stone.